Can't get over it. I still can't get over it. I can't. I can't. You, you would have thought my buzz and high would have gone down a little bit over the last few hours. Ha! You thought. You thought. Oh, I'm out of base. Let's go, baby. We recorded that like eight hours ago. Not a problem. Nine hours Not ago. an issue. I'm, I'm going to need nine days to come down from this one, Will. Nine days. That's nine 24-hour periods. We're only just chipping away at it with just eight measly hours. Oh! Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Tuesday, June 30th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my just raging for Imani co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah. No, what a, what, what a time to be alive. I mean, it's... Will, excuse me, where are my manners? Happy Imani Bates Day to you and your loved ones <laughs> and your family. Excuse me. I, I would was, be remiss no. if I did not mention that. Excuse me. Yesterday was June 29th was Imani Bates Day. Any I mean, day for, still... us, for us, any day until when, whenever he leaves MSU is Imani Bates Day from here on out. Every day until he inevitably breaks our collective heart by getting millions of dollars that, to play basketball uh, somewhere. That's a later us problem if it ever becomes a problem. <laughs> that is a later us problem. Not now. Not now. This is not Imani now. Bates Day. Tomorrow's Imani Bates Day. The day after that's probably Imani Bates Day. Oh, woo. So we did a bonus episode Monday afternoon. Uh, if you want to go listen to that, do it. It's basically the first 30 seconds of the show stretched out over 20 minutes with Matt just yelling uh, about mind, the, I'm sorry. the money bait stuff. Yeah, uh, It was incoherent, messy, and I think understandably so because we didn't really have time. Like the news dropped, you got out of a meeting, and we started recording. Oh, it was raw. It was as authentic <laughs> as it could possibly be. Yeah, totally. So we've had some time here to sort of think more about it. I've been reading things, looking at different avenues. Different pieces have been published from uh, writers who have spoken with Amani Bates and his dad and his family and his former coaches. And, you know, just we've had time to digest, if you will. And there are things worth talking about that we didn't really get into, or if we got into them in the bonus episode, it was in a screaming fashion for about 30 seconds, and then we moved on. We'll try to be a little coherent here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do here on today's show. Uh, The best high school prospect since LeBron James has committed to Michigan State. Woo! And we are going to talk about what that means for the program, what it means for Bates, what the next steps are, what the next 16 months look like, different possibilities, different avenues that we could go down. Because, Matt, there are a ton. Yeah, totally. Of course. As we've been saying and a lot over of them the last good. three months. Yeah. yeah. As we've been saying over the last three months, it's a fluid situation. It is fluid, and these are unprecedented recruiting times, not just in the, the world, but yes, at a micro level, these are unprecedented, questionable, unsure times. But if they are to be sure, eventually, if they are going to be precedented, ooh, that's a Monty Bates of green and white, baby. Let's go! Ready to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find the Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh my god, if any day have I ever been more ready to do anything, let's go. <laughs> Alright, I want to start with a, uh, a tweet, and I want sure. you to tell me your thoughts on this tweet. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who sent it, I'm just going to read it. Okay, great. Alright, it's from earlier today. Um, I can tell you one thing that's certainly not happening, and that's the best prospect since mm-hmm. LeBron 
committing on a random Monday afternoon with close to zero publicity around it. What do you think of that tweet, Matt? It's, it's another Twitter clown, I, I would assume. That doesn't know anything. That's probably where I would settle that. I agree. Probably a very strapping gentleman, though, at the same time. i got to say probably, yeah, yeah. I agree because you said it. Have you had any, that was at 11.30 mm-hmm. Monday morning and at 1.45 Monday afternoon, Amani Bates had committed to Michigan State. Have any of your takes like aged that poorly that quickly? That's, that's quick, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Last year, like during the, the, the Duke game when we went down nine points in the first half, I was like, well, we gave it a good run. It was a good season. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, like that, that was, that was turned around in an hour. <laughs> that, that just took, oh, 20 minutes of game time to, to be remedied. Really even shorter than that, like four minutes, like Hesh just had that run all by himself that they eventually took a four point lead in the halftime. And that was quick. But even back then, like I, I here here's a peek behind the curtain. Like I do have a lot of tweets that like I just kind of do like for reverse psychology, where like mm-hmm. I just kind of speak it into existence. Jinx. However, like like this was not one of them. <laughs> I want to be clear. Like I <laughs> I thought the prospect of Amari oh, yeah. Bates, the greatest recruit in 15 ish years, just with little to no publicity around it, just jumping on a tail end of Sports Center at the end of a Cam Newton fantasy segment committing to college <laughs> no like th- th- that just seems so foreign to me and it seemed foreign to me uh, like even when the whole th- thing started the whole segment started it was like okay well this is just his pr little statement for uh ipsy prep that's fine okay cool wait what did he do did he just ask where he's gonna commit to college what did, what is his whole family doing right now why are they putting on an msu hat <laughs> oh my god he's going green <laughs> and then i just flatlined and then a nurse had to come downstairs hit me with uh the defibrillator hand. I was uh, brought back to life. Yes, but no. Like at eleven o'clock, I thought for sure. Like okay, message board people, Twitter people. Let's all simmer down. Like, th- like this just doesn't make sense from a marketing standpoint, a PR standpoint. Like, come, get over yourselves. Whoops, <laughs> oopsie daisy. I was running that one again. Sorry about that, but I've never been happier to be wrong. Never been happier to be wrong, baby. That's a good segue. Okay. Um, because it's different than a normal commitment for anyone, for any uh, Division One prospect. We see videos, we see hat press conferences, we see skits. Just a, a, we see a generic a, heads up, like a heads yeah, up is yeah, what just, is normally yeah, attached. We see a top four, a top two. I'm committing on this date at this time on this forum. I'm going on Instagram Live. I'm doing a video with rivals. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, and as my alarm goes off. Or if it's on ESPN, uh, the kid's as good <laughs> as Golden at Chapel Hill. He is just might as well have been in his dorm room at Duke for a month before announcing that decision if it's on ESPN. However. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, that is, fair enough. If, if they're announcing on Duke, yeah, just, or announcing any span, they're, they're going to Duke. Anyway, the point that I was trying to get to before you sort of threw me off the tracks there. As okay. I do, yeah. I'm just, I'm la- I'm lashing out at you now. No, no, that's fine. Because my phone alarm went off. No, go for it. It's um, my fault. Amani Bates seems to, like, do things a little differently. Well, you're starting to gather that more and more each day. Yeah. Like, I, like, I thought I knew that until really uh, this happened. Today happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude woke up, called ESPN, was like, yo, I'm going to commit. Uh, at 145 on Sports Center, like, all right, we'll make room. <laughs> like, it's that just, they did, yeah. Um, and it's just 
we don't know, and this is the main thing I want to like the main point, and then we'll sort of break down the minutia. Sure. As we move through the show, we don't really know what he wants to do in the next year and a half, two years. We don't know a ton about him yet. He's a quieter kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they are a family that's kind of slow playing things and being very non-committal about most things. Is he going to reclassify? Would the G League be an option? Like we, we've gotten some good hints and some kind of straight up answers. It seems like, but it seems like they don't really shut the door on much. Um, no. As a family, and I think that's smart because he's 16, and you don't know what's going to happen in the next year. And it seems like they know what they're doing, kind of yeah. with like a good business around him as well. Like it's crazy to talk about a 16 year old kid as in like, well, he is the brand, but I, yeah, let's just have an adult talk. That's the the matter of the fact. He is the brand, and you've seen it get screwed up with top recruits a lot. Um, it seems like he's got a good support system around him as far as the dad starting a prep school. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just anyway. Go on. Sorry, not not to get off on a tangent here. Yeah, so I think anyone saying they know for sure what they're he's going to do and what's going to happen is lying to you, or just so far up there, you know what that we might as well call him Ace and Bender. Ah, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry, I got yeah. something stuck. No, allergies are horrible this year. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It's it's a fluid situation, Matt. <laughs> no, it really is um, though. Like I know it's a I, joke, yeah. but it it, it, I, is. it is, and we'll get into it. But I think he's just kind of a different kind of kid. And to say, oh well, Jalen Green went to the G League and got half a million dollars, and is going to get a million dollars in endorsements as well. That's probably what Amani's going to do, right? Like, well, we don't really know what he wants to do. He's said a lot that he really wants to play at college, and seems to really. Love Michigan State. He's been there a ton. He knows oh, yeah. everyone. He's he's like part of the family. So we don't really know what he wants to do. We don't know what the rules are going to be with the NBA at that time. We don't know if he would have any interest in going overseas. We don't really know. What we do know is he likes Michigan State a lot. He really wants to play there if it's like the thing, like if that's the best option for him, he'll be very happy to go there. That's how I'll say it. If that's the best option, if they figure out that's the option, then he's super pumped about that. You don't commit this early in the recruiting process as the right. number one recruit since LeBron James. Like You don't go to the school all the time. You're not in constant communication. You're not friends with all the players and all the former players if you're not into that school. So I think that the only thing we really know is Amani Bates is committed to Michigan State and he really likes it there. He really likes the idea of playing there and it may not end up being the place he goes or the best decision for him from a basketball standpoint, from a business standpoint, but that's what we know right now. And I like that too. Yeah, and to assume we know otherwise is kind of stupid at this point. Yeah, and there's a lot of quotes that are flying around too, but I figure we'll get into that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll pause here for a sec. We'll come back and we can kind of talk about some of the reporting done around this story after the fact and the pertinent information as we move down the uh, Amani Bates pathway towards the you know the next year and a half and and whatever happens with them. So we'll do that here in just a second. Okay, so we talked a little bit about this just briefly in our special podcast episode uh, about 
what it would take for Imani Bates to end up at Michigan State, right? Right, yep. So some version of that is probably reclassifying to the class of 2021 and going to Michigan State uh, after that, doing three years of high school and going to Michigan State. We've talked about reclassifying before and why that's beneficial to him and he was even asked today about that. <laughs> Amani Bates said, you know, if it's too easy next year, I might just have to do that. So where does that stand right now, Matt? Is this like, should, should I read the quotes or? Yeah, I, I was Perfect. told you had them brought up. <laughs> no, I did. Sorry. I don't know if it was one of the non-rhetorical or rhetorical questions here, but no. So um, Jeff Borzello, I'm assuming I'm saying that name right. I, that's one of the yes. names that I would screw up. Uh, but yeah, so there are two quotes that he pulled out of his article that he had on ESPN.com. So he pulled these out on Twitter, and they're the the, the money Great shot quote quotes. quotes. Oh, yeah. Incredible. So it's Imani Bates on the G League. Oh, that seems Wait, um, wait, do the reclassification us. one first. Sorry, okay, yeah, we'll skip We'll get the, to the G League. Elgin Bates, uh, his father, on reclassification. Quote, anything is possible right now. By the end of his junior year, he will be in position to graduate. Oh. Hmm. Important. We don't know yet. It's up to him. It's a day-by-day thing for him. And then Imani also spoke on it very briefly, according to the poll quote. Which he always speaks briefly. He does. (laughs) It really depends on how this year goes. Dot, dot, dot. And this is the six words that will perk your ears up. If it's too easy, I might. Oh, so there you go. Well, I don't know. Will high school basketball be too easy for the best recruit in fifteen years? <laughs> I, I, I seem to, th- I seem to think that's a good possibility. I, nothing's for sure, nothing's so, certain. But oh my, I like that idea. High school basketball is already too easy for him. He was the Gatorade National Player of the Year as a sophomore. First time that's ever happened. Eh, well, he's only averaging thirty-two points. It's not like thirty-five points <laughs> or anything like 30, that. It's a 32 casual thirty-two, 10. right? Casual thirty-two and ten. Mm-hmm. Um. So he is now playing next year, uh, so long as everything kind of goes to plan. I was reading into this. COVID is, as it is wont to do, thrown some wrench into things. Uh, th- thrown a wrench into things. That's a better way to say that. Yeah, there you uh, go. But according to Amani's dad, they've got the academy, the Yipsy prep. Uh, oh, God. Do you have it up in front of you? I, what Yipsy prep something or other academy. Basically, they're... Um, Doing a thing where they are creating a prep school basketball team that will be, I believe, connected academically to different institutions. Yes, yep. Uh, But they will be sort of their own entity. And what that allows them to do is, unlike other teams in Michigan, they can travel across the country. Uh, They've got a preliminary schedule. They're playing La Lumiere. which is where Jaron Jackson played, and a ton of Isaiah Stewart, I think, went there too, didn't he? Or he it doesn't matter. They have five star. Yeah, they have five star players. It's in Indiana. They have five stars there all the time. Is basketball powerhouse. They're playing Sierra Canyon, which is where Bronny James goes. They're in a bunch of uh, different invitational things. They've got IMG Academy down in Florida on the schedule. So they are putting together a team which has uh, a number of good recruits on it. Uh, Jaden Akins is one from Michigan that mm-hmm. Michigan State fans may be familiar with. He is someone who looks like he could be committing to Michigan State uh, for the class of 2021 at some point here, uh, top 100 prospect. But there's just a bunch of high-level Division One college uh, players that are already on this team. I think there's nine of them so far, and they're going to be playing not your typical high school schedule. They're going to be traveling around and playing on the prep circuit with their 
like level of competition. And so that's that's step one there. He, right. He's done at Ypsilanti High uh, in terms of playing for the basketball team because there's no purpose to it for him anymore. He's just he's grown beyond that. Which makes sense, of course. Yeah, we've talked about it time and time again. It's it's playing 2K on rookie mode, and eventually you just got to step up and challenge yourself a little bit, perhaps. Yeah. So with that came the report from Mike Rosenberg, who writes for Sports Illustrated, who knows the family well, wrote a big profile on Imani last year. And in that profile, he said Bates is planning on reclassifying. And that was a year ago. And today he sort of wrote what's next kind of thing. Similar piece to what uh, uh, it's Borzello, right? Who did it for ESPN? Mm -hmm. Similar sort of thing. Uh, And in that piece, he reiterated that Imani Bates is going to reclassify. He said it very directly, will reclassify to the class of 2021. And multiple people sent me pictures of DMs with Rosenberg like, hey, no one else is saying this, and ESPN said something a little bit differently already today. Like, did you mean to be that direct with it? Is it a typo? Like, is he for sure reclassifying? You're reporting that? And he told those people, I've got a screenshot here that I'm looking at, that, yep, he EJ was very direct with Mike Rosenberg saying, Amani is planning on reclassifying to 2021, graduating after his junior year. So, right. that's step one. That's that, that might as well be like step one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That, that's a major yeah. step one. Yeah, Amani Bates getting out of high school it, it quickly is sort of step one. Then I think that's the there most are, surprising. I'm sorry, like I think that's the most surprising quote of the whole thing. Like Amani's saying, if it's too easy, I might reclassify. But even more surprising was he will be in position to graduate. Like, like his classification has kind of been in the dark. I mean, even just a few days ago, the report came prepping. out. That right, the, the, the report said like, no, nah, he's not going to classify. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he's not going to go to a prep school. It sounds like we're over two there with the quotes that we just heard a few days ago. Like, okay, so things are trending in the right direction here. Sweet, nice, like, okay. Yeah, like we talked about uh, earlier in the show, they seem to play like do things differently. They don't fully commit to things publicly a lot. I can't blame um, them either. Yeah, yeah, and they. They play things close to the vest. The, the Michigan State basketball staff did not know this was happening until the message board started heating up and someone probably reached out and said, like, hey, are you going to commit? And they're like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to commit today. Insane. Like, the yeah. coaching staff did not know that it was happening until a couple hours beforehand, which, like, they had no idea. And that's kind of crazy for, like you alluded to in that tweet, the best basketball prospect since LeBron James. You would think they would have an idea. Maybe. You would like, like to hope, but yeah, yeah. Like, either way you hey. can get them, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to sort of take some things with grains of salt and try to look at it wide-eyed objectively from a from a macro perspective. Sort of make sure you're keeping all the options in front of you. So, let's say you were classified 2021. He wants to move out of the high school phase of his basketball career as quickly as possible, which is probably smart considering he's already good enough to move out of that stage. Then what? Well, we've got the G League. We've got the NBA. We've got overseas. Let's start with the NBA. Sure. NBA is out at that point. Mm-hmm. Not yet. He's going to be too young. Uh, and this will come up in a little bit. But if he reclassifies and graduates high school at 17, he will be too young for the NBA draft. And the one-and-done rule is still in place. So even if they replace that, they would have to like lower the age 
way down, which is I think even further beyond um, what it the, like the goal is for lowering the age. So he will be a year younger than everyone else. So if if he reclassifies and goes to college at seventeen, like he will not be old enough to go to the NBA draft at seventeen. Okay, so that year immediately after his reclassification year, he will not be able to play in the NBA. So the NBA is out. G League is the other option, and this is one that's kind of gaining a lot of heat, a lot of interest, or was gaining a lot of heat and interest because of Jalen Green getting uh, you know hundreds of thousand dollars, because of Isaiah Todd getting reportedly like three hundred thousand dollars or whatever mm-hmm. it was to play with the G League select team. It's the biggest spread on the table for sure, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. What is the pull quote from that Borzello piece about the G League mat? Oh, God, I just had it up. I got it up again. There we go. Look at me Why go. Why would you close it? Look at me go. Because I'm an idiot, going Will. Going I don't know what you want from me. Okay. back to it. <laughs> Amani, based on the G League, quote, it's good for certain players. That's a lot of money. I don't really plan on it. I don't think I'll do it. It's good for some people, but I don't think I'll head that Route and then Barzell follows it up with he said he would rather play college basketball. That's what Michigan State plays for those who don't mm-hmm. know. Then go to the G League. Mm-hmm. Woo! Okay. So again, uh, you know what? No, we're gonna keep going. I want to reiterate before I say this. Like again, we're not taking everything like. It's generalities. He didn't say, yeah, there's no way I'm playing in the G League. Like, eh, I don't yeah, know. There's a big it's difference in saying, people. Uh, right. I don't think I'll go that route, right? A you big never know. difference between that and then being handed a check right in front of you for whatever <laughs> amount of money they can get. Because, listen, yes. I, I know Isaiah Todd got paid X amount. They're going to change the rules. They're going to change the payment pool for whatever. This is still a fluid thing with the G League. They're, yes. they're, they're in the spot to do anything for anyone. And if you're going to do anything for anyone, Bates is probably a good place to start. And it's not just the G League salary, like whatever they gave, say, hey, here's a million dollars from the G League. And then Nike's like, here's your shoe deal. Yep, exactly. Right. So that's kind of the big threat there is like, if it's not a million, it like, and we shouldn't casually dismiss a million or two million. Nah, but it's, if it's, o- like, oh, it's only a million. <laughs> if it's like 20 or 30 million, then you're like, okay, you should probably do that. Not a large eyebrow, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Amani Bates is going to make generational money regardless of what he does. Let's just state that clearly. He yeah, plays a year at MSU. If he doesn't play though, at MSU, right. he plays two years at MSU, goes to the G League, goes right to the NBA, plays overseas. Regardless, in like five years, he'll have more money than he'll ever know what to do with. Well, okay? that's the best thing MSU is going for them. It's like, hey, no matter what, yeah. fistfuls of, of $100 yes. bills, no matter what happens. So there is... A realistic scenario where he looks at the G League, says, okay, that's a ton of money, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing on a G League select team. It'll be in its third year of existence. Who knows what it'll be like. I'm going to play in Sioux Falls in front of 2,700 people. I'm going to play in Grand Rapids in front of 1,500 people. I'm going to play in a City Z in front of 3,500 people. Mm-hmm. Or I hold off on the money for a year. I go to Michigan State. I play in front of 20,000 crazy fans every home game. I play in the best buildings in the country, in the Big Ten. I play in the NCAA tournament. I play against whatever Duke or Kansas in the Champions Classic. I play against North Carolina in the ACC Big Ten. Like, you get what I'm saying, right? Of course, yeah, definitely. There is a life experience that goes with being the big man on campus. 
being the star among stars at a place like Michigan State, Duke or Zion just had it at Duke. Mm-hmm. There's a life experience that you can't, literally cannot buy. Right there, there's it's for some people, and and again, we don't know. For some people, that is worth more than a couple million dollars that you can you know you're gonna make it up, right? If if it was me or you, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna take the money because there's no way I'm gonna f- have a way to make that money anywhere else. But someone like Amani Bates could look at that and go, like, all right, the money the G League can offer me, I can get that back in a year when I do go pro. Like, I will get it back as soon as I go pro. And I can sort of have the best of both worlds by playing in college, something that would be really fun and exciting and a life experience that I would treasure and like just would be so valuable. Like it's a, I think, I don't think this is up for dispute. It's significant. It'd be significantly more fun to play basketball at Michigan state than it would be to play in the G league select team. Of course. Yeah. Right. That's not a wild thing. No. And when you're a prospect like Amani Bates, you can be like, I'm pretty confident in the money. The money's going to show up. I'm going to go for, have a fun year. And we've seen, uh, Miles Bridges just did this. T- delayed being a lottery yep. pick, a guaranteed right. lottery pick. Delayed it for a year because yep. he Gary really Harris, wanted to. Right, he I was just going to get to him. Ah, he was going to, yeah. He was he wanted to play college ball for another year. Gary Harris was a first round pick, still ended up being a lottery pick, but delayed it for a year because he really, as I think he even said this directly, he just really loved playing college basketball. Zion, when he got hurt, blew out his shoe, and everyone's like, "You should probably stop playing." He's like, yeah, "Why would I right. stop playing?" I love playing college basketball. There's something to that. And I'm not saying it's going to play out here, but that's just another thing we sort of need to consider. He might just not have an interest in playing in a developmental circuit for a year, despite all the money that he, because he knows like, I'm going to get it all next year. Why don't I just have a fun time? It's not like he's going to be struggling at Michigan state. Not necessarily. No, I don't think he's really struggling right now. I, <laughs> um, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think the G League, while it presents challenges, I think it's something where it can be overcome mm-hmm. in terms of like, yes, there are things to draw him to Michigan State that he's just not going to get in the G League. I, I think it is. Yeah. And that makes it a better chance that he does eventually go to MSU than the G League, perhaps, because yeah. I know that's like every rival fan's comeback. It's like, oh, he's going to yeah. be in the G League and... Yeah, sure. Yeah, millions of dollars makes sense. But yeah, literally everything you just said, uh, the experience, you're going to get the money anyway. And that's why we still have a glimmer of hope here, which is weird to talk about hope, like when a kid just literally committed not too long ago, <laughs> like we should be talking <laughs> yeah, like this. But it's impossible. Like, it's not to be negative, but like, it's just an honest conversation to have, like with everything on the table, with the CBA coming up, with the G League, just doing whatever they can to get mm-hmm. top prospects in. Like, that's just the fact of the matter now in college basketball these days. Like, we're this, it's changed just like that. Like we, we've seen everything happen just in the last year with top prospects, but Hey, just like you said, from the commitment today, this whole thing has been a little different. He mm-hmm. might be just a little bit different of a prospect, no matter how yep. highly ranked he is then. And let's say this real quick, then we'll go to a break and come right back. So Jalen green is kind of getting thrown out as this example of all the money he made. And that's, that's great and true and awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green's the number two player in the class. Who's the number one player, Matt? Oh, uh, my God. Dang it. I, I'm blanking on it. It's okay. Sorry. His name is Cade Cunningham. Yeah, Cade Cunningham. Yeah, that's right. Oklahoma State. 
Yeah. Go, he's going to Oklahoma State, a place they're that gonna big, really... They're going to have a big year this year. I cannot wait to see them in the tournament. That's going to be awesome. For they sure. are, but Cade Cunningham, I'm sure, was offered a lot of money to play in the G League or had at least had an idea. Like, I could go to the G League and make a ton of money this year, but he instead chose to go play basketball at Oklahoma State, which I'm sure it'll be fun and great this year. But holy shit, it's Oklahoma State basketball. Well, okay. Well, also at the same time, like that, that was a, a they are banned from the postseason next year too, and he's and they are still banned going from there. The postseason and he's still, still going, going there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So Z- mm. Zaire Williams, number five player in the class, going to Stanford. Probably could get a huge. Not probably could get not a huge could. deal if he went to the G League select team or do. Yeah, either team. Yeah, yeah. But he's going to go play at Stanford for a year. So not every kid is like, yeah, I need to go get paid right now. A lot of them are like, I'm going to get paid eventually. Maybe I'll do this college thing for a year. And also, I've got a sweet car that some bag man gave me. God, I did not. I did not think about the Kate Cunningham thing or the Zaire Williams thing. Oh, that gets me even more helpful. Oh, yeah. let's go, baby. Woo. Let's yeah. So we'll pause here. We'll come right back and we'll talk more about this Amani Bates situation. Okay, so yeah, I just sort of like recapping here. Like, just because he's that high level of a prospect, it doesn't automatically make it more likely that is going to leave. Mm-hmm. All these guys, like I said, Cade Cunningham could go overseas and make a bunch of money right now. He could play in the G League select team. Any of the top 10 players, like Isaiah Todd was what? Where is he? Uh, 12 or 13, I think. 12 or 13. Perhaps. There he is, 19th uh, for 24 seconds. Uh, excuse me, okay. Yeah. Give him a little too much so credit. 19th. And then uh, Daisha Nix is the other one who's in the top 20. Like, there's three of the top 20 players uh, in Thon Maker's little brother, right? It's uh, yeah, right. Maker is his yeah. brother? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Like, they're, they're, those are going to be the ones that go pro. Everyone else is going to college. So it's not like everyone is immediately jumping to the pro ranks. And Bates has expressed his desire to go to college. So we're not saying anything's going to happen right now. Anyone who is is sort of dumb. But there's a real legitimate argument for him playing a year at Michigan State. Yeah. Let's talk about if. let's talk about the NBA draft. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he went in a different direction. I thought he was. Yep. My bad. That's on me. Where'd you want to go? I think you're gonna talk scholarship situation if he were to come here in twenty twenty one, but Oh, they'll figure it that's out. That's a different conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry, Foster. Mm, you think he's gonna go pro a year early? Is that your <laughs> your your indication? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying is these things have a way of working out. The inconvenient conversations. That's for another day, though. We're not going <laughs> to This is a joyous no. day. Yes. This is the other thing. Like, all right, he reclassifies, or even if he doesn't, uh, and honestly, I don't think overseas. It could He could go overseas, but like. Ah, Europe is a nice place this time of year. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Like, we'll see. Oh, one more thing, actually, before we move on to the NBA. We didn't talk about this. NIL, name, image, likeness. Yeah. Yeah. If that is a thing, ne- this time next year, we've mm-hmm. got 16 months until Imani Bates could potentially be at Michigan State. Yeah. If name image likeness is in place in a year, which it very well could be because governments are passing laws, the NCAA is like, okay, we got to do something here. And it might get fast-tracked because I think Florida is like, yeah, we're going to do this now. Um, tell your recruits to come here, and other states should probably figure it out too. Correct. 
So at this time next year, we could have name image likeness things. And if that is the case, I would feel very comfortable saying Omani Bates will be playing college basketball it, it for a year. Does not hurt. Does not hurt the situation whatsoever. Right. He, if there's name image likeness and he has the ability to make a lot of money, which he will, he will not. Like G League's done. The G League select. Don't even try. Mm-hmm. Don't even try. Yeah, I mean, you see it, what we saw with Josh Christopher too. Not to poke fun at the team down the road, but like Josh Christopher, one reason that he did say out loud why he chose Arizona State was the branding thing. Well, technically, I don't know. I don't know what's going on at Arizona State, but like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, yeah. But the branding it, of this car the, that I found in my truck. Sure, no, the, 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 the branding or what have you of of the program is very important. Now, if you could capitalize money on top of that branding too, like, hey, we can monetize your branding already too, like. Completely different stratosphere then. Like, it's already an important thing this day and age with recruits. It would just be maximized times 10 once this thing, if this thing, don't want to jinx anything here like I already have, uh, gets passed. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, there are multiple Instagram accounts dedicated to Imani Bates that aren't Imani Bates's. Like, yeah, I, I have about five of them. Yeah. All right. It's very, I keep very busy with them. He's going to be able to make some money off social media. He's, if he's able to get a shoe deal, it's going to be massive. If he's able to, he'll be able to make as much money as he ever needs for one year at college. Like, yep. if name image likeness is, is done, so that is something else to be on the lookout for. You want that passed if you're a Michigan State fan. You want to see that enacted as soon as possible. Totally. Okay, so the other things to worry about: the NBA draft, one and done. Yeah. The thinking uh, was, for a long time, and this is part of the reason why nobody recruited Imani Bates, is, I shouldn't say nobody, way fewer teams that uh, should like have. two people. Right? Like, four yeah. schools were after Imani Bates. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Because the understanding was 2022 would be the first group of kids that would not have to uh, do the one-and-done thing. The NBA was going to institute the prep-to-pro program again so long as you're old enough and you could go right from high school to the NBA and Imani Bates would sort of be the leading man in that class go from high school to the NBA as the number one pick after he finishes high school yep well that's not a sure thing and it seems like much less of a sure thing than it was at this time uh last year when six months ago yes yes during precedent times I don't know if you've heard Matt stuff's going on in the NBA where their focus has probably been taken off the uh revamping and removing the one-and-done rule. Huh. No, yes. I didn't. No, I can't imagine what it could be. Okay. Yes. Also, there's not great support among the owners at this point for the one in, or removing the one-and-done rule. Um, Matt, it is harder to evaluate players from high school than it is to evaluate players after they play in college. Well, what gives? Okay. Yeah. Shoot. Well, yeah. that is devastating to hear. Oh, I'm so upset to hear that. I'm so mad right yes. now. So it may, I think it eventually will go away, and it may be in time. It may be 2022. Um, It may not be till 2023, 2024. Either way, either way. Either way. Unless there's a rule change that is kind of specifically tailored to get Amani Bates into the NBA, which would be deceptive as hell by those jerks just so sad <laughs> just just mean <laughs> outright mean yeah either way Amani Bates will not be eligible for the 2022 draft Matt ha good he will not be old enough perfect great so 
Unless they change the rule, which they could. Or doctor birth certificate, yes. Yes. So here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. If Imani Bates reclassifies to 2021, there year. seems yeah. to be, which it, which it seems like he's doing. Not official, but it seems like mm, he's oh, going to do that. I would bet on it, yeah. I, I think he's doing that. Knock on wood. Let's make sure. Yep. Regardless, he will not be old enough to go into the 2022 NBA draft. Perfect. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so he'll play as a 2021 recruit, play for Michigan State 2021 to 2022. He will not be old enough for the 2022 draft and will play for Michigan State from 2022 to 2023 at which time he will become eligible based on age for the NBA draft. Nice. Nice. That is a scenario that is on our spectrum. I'm not sure it's going to happen. If name image likeness passes, I think there's a decent shot it happens. Yeah. No, there's like a whole pie chart of the possibilities. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it might not be a 50% chance, but let's call it a 35% chance with everything on the table. That still might be your highest percentage of what happens, which is just all we want in life right now. I kind of like the quotes that we heard today. As things sit today, I think there's a pretty good chance, like better than 50% of Monty Bates plays at Michigan State. See, I'm cautiously optimistic too, yeah. The way the rules are set up Mm -hmm. right now do not, like the way the NBA rules are set up right now, as of speaking right now, Push him towards Michigan State for at least a year, right? Right. That is just, that's factual. Yep. At least in that direction. Then it becomes, again, the reclassification, which we're pretty sure he's going to reclassify. Does he go overseas? Does he play in the G League? Does he go to Michigan State? And out of those three options, I think they're all on the table. But, I mean, he just said... Yesterday, like, I don't think I'm going to go to the G. He didn't say I'm not. I'll never do that. And there's a chance that someone blows him away with some sort of offer. And he's like, yeah, I can't turn that money down. That is certainly on the table. But in the event that doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. Michigan State and college, like if he goes to college, it's Michigan State. They, I think there's a real opportunity. I think anyone who's like, yeah, he's not, there's not a chance in hell. There's a 5% chance, 2% chance he ever goes to Michigan State. I think you're way out of line and you're not informed on the subject. The way I look at it is like, just like all of you listening, like I was thrilled when he announced, but yeah, I was at the back of my head. I was like, okay, well, it might not happen. It's yeah. it's weird, but ever since this has happened, you know, we've had what, eight, nine hours to digest it? It's like, well, hold on. This seems more realistic than not. It's more realistic than you would think because the word has been, and, and obviously we've been saying it, everyone's been saying it, like, yeah, Monty Bates is going to go pro as soon as he can, which he is, but he might not be able to go pro for a little while. And in the meantime, what's he going to do? It sounds like he really likes Michigan State and wants to play basketball there. Maybe he doesn't end up going there. Like we said, there are other options where that involve a lot of money that he's just not going to get at Michigan State unless name, image, likeness passes. But Michigan State is certainly high on that list. And he really likes the program. He really likes Tom Izzo. He is friends with the current players. He's friends with former players. He is, like we said in the bonus pod, like he's a Spartan. 
He's been, he he's been around. He's he's been around he's, for a he's while. He's part of the program. He's yeah. been coming. He's been part of the program since he was in seventh grade. Basically, right? Yeah. So I don't think it's wild to think like, yeah, there's there's a pretty good chance he ends up playing there, be, just because the rules don't shake out in his favor right now. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll talk about if the rules change, we'll talk about it, and the, they could certainly change to get him professional quickly. But anyone who knows... As it stands. Like, yeah, as it stands right now, there's a pretty good chance it's going to go to Michigan State. And the way it looks in the NBA right now with the crap they've got going on and what people are saying, like, yeah, I'm not anticipating that rule changing uh, ASAP. It's kind of been put to the back burner, it seems like. There are other more pressing issues. So, we don't know what's going to happen. But tell anyone who's saying, yeah, he's never going to step foot in Michigan State. <laughs> Tell them to kindly shove it. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we'll check back in if anything changes with the rules. And even then, we're still going to be fired out that he committed to us. Like, uh, yeah, and even uh, then, that was pretty cool at the very least. At the bare minimum. Okay, well. We, we can we, never yeah. take away what happened on June 29th at 1.45 p.m. No, of course not. Or, or the pipeline that could untap at uh, Ipsy Prep. Oh, yeah, or, you didn't even. I didn't even mention that. Ipsy Prep. Yeah, like, go ahead. Say what you were going to say there. Oh, just like that, that we got the pipeline. Not, no, okay, it's not for sure, but it definitely helps to have <laughs> a pipeline there. Absolutely. Like, yeah. you, you look at the, the Ipsy Prep roster, like, they got guys like Javon Hanna, Sean Phillips that MSU uh, has interest in, Jaden Akins. Yep. Uh, like, th- this, t- okay, and you also watched the video, too, that Brad Galley from Fox tweeted out. Uh, mm-hmm. Of like those guys introducing themselves, have them look like they're already thirty years old and they can just dominate. <laughs> like, they, they, like the, the, this is going to be a team of ballers, obviously next year, but hopefully for years to come. I'm not going to say they're going to be a La Lou or Montverde or Huntington Prep or I, I don't know Oak Hill or anything like that. That would be a lofty expectations. But as far as like Midwest Michigan specifically, obviously uh, Prep Academies, yeah, good place to start. For sure, because mm-hmm. yeah, Spire Academy is another one. Excuse me for forgetting them, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's nice to um, just get that going then, if if if, if it works. Yep. Yeah. So, well, that's gonna do it for us. I hope this was informative. I hope it uh, gave some proper perspective on all the different angles, and you know, there's also the option that he could just like. Quit playing competitive basketball and train <laughs> for a yeah, year. Yeah, or just quit the game of basketball forever and just go to baseball and just focus on yeah. that forever. Yeah, why not? Or maybe start a podcast in the Locked On Network. He could do anything yeah. right now. Yeah. Locked On Imani. Let's do it. I, I would listen. I would listen. So, yeah. This is something that will be evolving. We're going to hear different things. There's going to be like, oh, if there's a rule change that severely impacts this, like we're going to talk about it and you'll know about it because this is really impactful. Uh, I would yeah, say so. As yeah. things stand today, this is where we're at. Like we just kind of recapped it. He's, he's committed to Michigan State, and there's a pretty solid chance he ends up playing for MSU as the rules are structured right now. Bang, bang. bang. And anyone who says otherwise is an idiot and assuming stuff that they know they they are taking assumptions and turning them into facts, and that's just not really a smart thing to do. Yep. So, all right, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Thursday. Uh, with we should have some good BTN uh, all-decade football stuff to react to. They did only like a couple things on Monday. Uh, by Thursday, we should have a handful of things to react to. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, and we'll see if there's any new developments with the uh, Imani Bates stuff, man. Yeah, why not? Why not? Pretty so, exciting. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Woo! Imani Bates, baby. Let's go.